Thank you for joining us today on Tetelestai. You know, if you have been a believer for any length of time and walked with God for any length of time, you do know that God is a God who does things sometimes that just don't make sense. Sometimes the things that he calls us into, sometimes the things he invites us into, sometimes the things that he does in our behalf and the way he goes about accomplishing something for us doesn't always make sense. You know, Jesus, the night before he was crucified in the upper room after the Passover meal, he went and he washed the feet of the disciples. And before he did that, as he knelt down to Peter, you know, Peter was asking him, Master, why are you going to wash my feet? And Jesus said this. He said, you don't know or understand what I'm doing now, but you will understand after these things. You, you, It will make sense later, but right now it may not make a lot of sense, but later on it will. Have you ever felt that way? You're wondering, God, what are you doing in my life right now? Why are these things happening? Why is this the path that you're taking me down in order to get me to where you want me to be? Why are we going through this door? Why are we not moving? Why are we sitting? Why, God? Jesus mirrored his father in his ministry, and he did, and again, he still does things that sometimes just don't make sense. I mean, think about it. Sending the disciples away after a miracle of feeding multiple thousands of people and then deciding to take a stroll on the stormy lake in order to come to them, to rescue them, and to help them. Why? Why do that? Or why spit in and make mud, spit in the dirt, make mud, and rub it on a blind man's eyes and then tell him to go and wash? Or sticking your fingers in someone's ears and spitting them on their tongue so they could hear and then speak as Jesus did in Mark chapter 7. Or, as I just referenced, feeding 20,000 or more people with five loaves and just two fish. Or getting Peter to go down and take the first fish he catches, reach in his mouth and get a coin out in order to go and pay a tax. Think about Job. Wealthy, well-off, abundantly prospered, and then losing everything and not knowing why. Or Joseph, having a vision and dream given to him by God of his future and then being betrayed by his brothers, cast into a pit, sold into slavery, exalted in Potiphar's house, then accused of rape, thrown back into prison, interprets the dreams of two prisoners, then they promise to remember him when they escape, the dreams come to pass, and then they forget all about him for several years. 
until finally he is remembered. Moses, Moses obeying God, going down into Egypt, just like God told him to go, and standing before Pharaoh, calling for the freedom of the people of God. And then Pharaoh makes the brick problem even more difficult. Isaiah is told to be naked, naked, in order to give a living picture to Israel of their future. Paul having a thorn in his flesh, whatever that thorn was, or going into multiple prisons and experiencing all the things that he experienced. Why? A lot of times in all of our lives, God does things that just don't make sense. Here's the bottom line, though. The bottom line in the midst of all of this is trust. Do we trust him? Do we trust him? Do we trust him to know exactly what is right to do? Do we trust him to know the timing? Do we trust him to know the way that he wants to get us from point A to point B or to accomplish whatever he is after to accomplish in our lives? Do we trust him, his heart? toward us as our Father. We know if there's no cross, there's not going to be a crown. We know if there's no crucifixion, there won't be a resurrection. Sometimes in order to go up, you first have to go down. And a lot of times, the journey down doesn't always make sense. So if you're in a place in your life today where you don't understand what God is doing, he's calling you to trust him and know, 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 know that he has your best interest and your ultimate good in mind as to what he is after and where he is going. Annie Johnson Flint wrote a poem years ago which said, have you come to the Red Sea place in your life? where in spite of all you can do, there is no way out, there is no way back, there is no other way but through, then wait on the Lord with trust serene. Till the night of your fear is gone, he will send the wind, he will heap the floods, when he says to your soul, go on. And his hand will lead you through, clear through, ere the watery walls roll down. No foe can reach you, no wave can touch, no mightiest sea can drown. The tossing billows may rear their crests, their foam at your feet may break, but over their bed you shall walk dry shod in the path that your Lord will make. In the morning watch neath the lifted cloud, you shall see but the Lord alone, when he leads you on from the place of the sea to a land that you have not known. And your fears shall pass as your foes have passed. You shall be no more afraid. And you shall sing his praise in a better place. A place that his hand has made. Weeping, the scripture says, may endure for a night. But joy 
always comes in the morning. See, as you walk with God, and He does things that you do not understand, remember this, you don't have to understand completely in order to love completely. And you can love Him, and you can trust Him, and know that He has whatever He's after in your life, and however He is leading you right now, and through whatever He is leading you through, remember, through, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. You will go through the sea. It is through that God will get you there by whatever means he has chosen to take you. And whatever he's after, he will accomplish. And my brother or sister, you can trust that. May the Lord bless you today. And may your journey with him today be filled with joy, peace, and love.